Welcome to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where my name is Ken Hagelin, and we are broadcasting from the AM950 radio station that overlooks Bryant Lake Regional Park, located in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. It is another interesting day here in the in the Twin Cities. Got some snow and some wind, and it's, uh, it's really cold, but I am so grateful to be here with you today, and I hope all of you listening are doing well. We are on the air every Saturday from noon to one to talk about your health and your life. We cover a wide range of topics to help you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. I want to thank all of you that leave us messages on our radio show phone line. We really appreciate hearing from you, and we welcome your comments, questions, and topics for future shows. Also, if you are interested in being a guest on our radio show, please call or text us at 612-999-3426. You can also reach us on our website at livinghealthyradio.com. There you can find information about upcoming guests as well as listen to our previous shows. And we look forward to hearing from you. We are adding new listeners to the show each week, and we are so grateful for that, not only here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, but also throughout the country. You can find podcasts for all of our radio shows on the AM950 radio website, and we can also be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many other podcasts and streaming services. You can also watch our broadcast live on the radio station's Facebook page at AM950 Radio. Joining me in a few minutes will be Rachel Schroman. She is an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law LLC, located right here in St. Paul, Minnesota. She is here today to talk about several very important topics, including trusts versus wills and the benefits of avoiding probate and the multiple ways legal advice can help determine the most efficient and cost-effective methods. For more information, of course, you can always visit her at shromanlaw.com or call 651-571-2515. And don't worry, folks, we'll give out that information throughout the show. If you have any questions for us today, there are two ways to reach us. First, by calling the AM950 radio station, and our friendly show producer, Dan, will get your call on the air That phone number is 952-946-6205. Once again, 952-946-6205. Or you can directly text us your questions at 612-999-3426. Now, again, don't worry if you miss those numbers. I'll repeat them throughout the show. Also, please do not wait till the show has ended to call or text us with your questions. We often receive many of the same questions after the show has ended. So if you have a question, many others do as well. So please try and contact us during the show. And we look forward to answering your questions today. All right. I want to welcome my guest for today's show. We've had her on before last year. And because we had so many questions that come in after the show has done, and by popular demand, we have her back again. Um, and I'm just really pleased to have Rachel Schroman. She is an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Welcome back to the show, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. All right. Now, people who've, who are you know, listeners probably know much about you, but there are new listeners every week coming on the show. Would you mind giving us a little bit of a background And what inspired you to start your own law firm? Well, uh, 
my background, I went to law school at William Mitchell. Uh, while I was there, I was an elder justice scholar, and mm. I was attracted to that area of law coming from a um, background. I was a social work major uh, before I went into law school. Um, as you know, in my free time, I'm also an end-of-life doula, right. and I volunteer in hospice, so just a really big passion to serve um, in that space. Starting my own firm, well, I was raised uh, in a family of business owners, um, so kind of raised with that own your own business work ethic and passion and love for growing a business um, and being able to practice law in a way that I want to, that I think the community deserves. Um, and that's a little different from what you maybe see at some typical law firms. Mm -hmm. Well, I, as you know, I have a special place in my heart for business owners, mm -hmm. um, the, the trials and tribulations that we all go through. Yeah. And, uh, and no, that's great. I just, uh, uh, some of the best services I've experienced, and it could be from plumbing to legal to mm -hmm. whatever, you know, I've come from these small businesses, owner operators. Yeah. Um, it's just something special about that. So uh, I really encourage people who have an interest or a need in this topic or other topics to reach out to you because you are amazing. Trust me, mm. she is amazing. Um, you'll, you. you'll never find someone who is more understanding, more empathetic, more interested in your best interest than you. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's see. We got a few minutes here in the first segment. Let's open up the conversation. Trusts versus wills. And it was interesting because when I, um, you know, after the show, I do get various uh, emails or text messages or voice mm -hmm, messages. Mm -hmm. And the last show we did, we were kind of focused on advanced directives and things yeah. like that. And we just, I think, briefly touched on maybe wills or probates. And it was interesting, the number of t questions that came about mm -hmm. with trusts. Well, should I do a trust? How many, what kind of trusts are there? Yeah. What's a fiduciary? I think we raised the term fiduciary maybe on the show. And so people yeah. were asking, well, what's a fiduciary? And does that relate to wills or trusts? And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of misinformation, maybe confusion yeah. out there. And again, um, I had a guest on the show recently who focuses on advanced directives. Mm -hmm. And he said there's about only 3 to 5% of the population actually have an advanced directive. Wow. So he, he works in healthcare. He actually yeah. is a, a doctor here locally. And he said it just ties their hands. The yeah. People come in unable to communicate, and they have no idea. What are your wishes? Right, right. So it kind of ties into our topic today is mm -hmm. to what are your wishes and mm -hmm. then how do you have those wishes be executed then when you're passed or, or if you're unable to, to communicate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So take it away. This is a big area. I know we, 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 we only have an hour. Well, we have, we have about 30 minutes of talk time. But um, yeah, why don't you let us know? And I, I know you've dealt with a lot of people, a lot of situations. So yeah, um, yeah let it to wherever you want to start in that big topic. Yeah, I, I think with, with the few minutes we have left in this segment, I'll start really broad and just maybe kind of debunk a couple myths. Um, the first myth that comes up a lot is the question of whether or not a person needs their trust or will isn't necessarily just about estate size or size mm -hmm. of assets. So I get phone calls, not too infrequently, where people will call, get me on the phone, they give me a verbal rundown of what they own, what it's worth, and then they say, do I need a trust or a will? <laughs> now, okay, if they give me their assets and they're over the Minnesota state tax amount, mm -hmm. um, which is $3 million, well, I can 
talk to them about how trust planning can help with estate tax. But there's a lot of other things that go into whether or not a trust is necessary or prudent. Um, do you have minor children? Do you care about what age or ages assets go outright to the children? Uh, do you have a beneficiary who's disabled, who's receiving or expected to receive SSI or MA? Do you have a really, really strong desire to avoid probate? If so, how are your assets structured? Are there properties in multiple states? Um, are most of your assets in accounts that could be beneficiary directly? There's so much that goes into answering that question. And what an attorney's role is or should be, our kind of philosophy at Truman Law, is we view our role as the attorneys to meet with a client for a free initial consultation, learn what their goals, uh, the facts of their situation, their concerns, their needs are, and support them in making an educated decision as to what document meets their needs most efficiently and cost effectively. And I'll give some examples of you know, what that can look like and what the differences are and how those determinations are made. Um, but it varies for different parties. I've had clients with seemingly smaller estates. And when I say that, let's say with life insurance, retirement, their equity in their house, two or $300,000 mm -hmm. total, I've had them set up trusts mm -hmm. for very specific reasons. And I've had clients with millions who didn't need a trust, who utilized uh, beneficiary mm -hmm. designations, transfer on death deed, et cetera. So very different estate sizes, but the mm -hmm. facts were also very different. And you know, we go through all the options with the client and we make sure they understand the pros and the cons because there's always multiple options. There's one that's gonna really hit all your goals, hit all your needs. There's maybe one in the middle and then there's always some bad options. <laughs> there's, well, you could do this, but it'd be a horrible idea. We talk through those. Yeah. We let people know what they are. And when you meet with an attorney, that should be your experience meeting with them, even for the first time. Um, and I think people can be reticent to call an attorney because they're nervous they're going to get a surprise bill after the first conversation. Um, they're nervous they're going to get a really hard sales pitch. They're nervous the attorney's going to hide the ball and say, oh, well, this is really what you need to do, and then lay out the most expensive thing they offer. And that's not the case with most of the attorneys I know mm -hmm. um, here in the Twin Cities. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're about just a few few seconds away from the break here. Um, I know we want to make sure that people are understanding it's easy to get deep in this and deep in the weeds. It is. Um, because there's a lot of elements there. And I, I'd like to make sure we do touch on many things throughout mm -hmm. the next uh, three segments here. But I, I, I think we should maybe consider some of the just definitions of some of these terms. Yep. I think people get kind of almost put off, but they don't yeah. know what that means. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll, when we get back, folks, we're going to start talking about definitions and also uh, go more deeper into trusts versus wills. All right. Time for a short break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law LLC located in St. Paul, Minnesota. She's here today to talk, to talk about trusts versus wills and the benefits of avoiding probate and the multiple ways legal advice can help determine the most efficient and cost-effective methods. If you have a question, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you're listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well.
All right, welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. And she's here today talking about trusts versus wills and the benefits of avoiding probate and the multiple legal uh, multiple ways that legal advice can help you determine the most efficient and cost-effective methods to do that. If you have a question for us, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. Rachel, how can our listeners contact you if they have questions or want more information? They can contact us through our website, www.shromanlaw.com, or call our office directly at 651-571-2515. All right. And Schroman is spelled S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N law, L-A-W.com. All right. So last segment, we started talking about just touched on trusts versus versus wills. Mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, this segment, we wanted to talk about maybe some of the terms, just mm-hmm. so people are familiar. Sometimes I think people use terms interchangeably, and they're not really yeah. addressing the right things. Um, so... Why don't you give us maybe yes. your top top few top few okay. legal terms and what they really mean? All right. <laughs> and the first thing I'll say is, w- with the differing of terms, it gets a little tricky because every state has different laws oh, and yeah, they use yeah. different terms. Yeah. So, for example, we we call a healthcare directive a healthcare directive. In other states, it's a healthcare proxy, a living will, a power of attorney for healthcare. So mm-hmm. it can be easily confused. Um, you hear the term executor. Yes. We don't use that in Minnesota. We use personal representative. So if you're confused by the term, sometimes I am too. <laughs> and that's part of the challenge, right? So what I'll maybe start with is even just laying a foundation of what are we talking about when we say will and trust? So both of those documents are testamentary documents. And testamentary means it plans for after death. So these documents for the most part, are planning for what happens after we die. A will, last will and testament, that is a document that's going to be kind of a foundation base level document. You can say who you want to be guardians of minor children. You can name where you want your assets to go or who you want them to go to, um, backups to that person. You can handle who's going to take care of your pets in that document. Mm-hmm. You can say who the personal representative is going to be. I'll get into personal representative in that in a moment. <laughs> a trust is very, very similar to the will. There's just a little more we can do with it. It offers some more control. Um, you can structure how assets are given to beneficiaries rather than just given directly. You can um, have a stronger plan to avoid probate with a trust. We can put tax planning into a trust. It's not, a lot of times I say it's a step up from a will, and when I say step up, I don't mean better. Trusts aren't always the better option for people. Sometimes wills are the best. They're going to do everything we need in that situation. But trusts give us more options, a little more control. It's kind of like a Swiss army knife. There's a lot of stuff we can do with a trust. But if I'm meeting with someone that's only going to use one of the attachments to the Swiss army knife that is a trust, then maybe the will's fine. Okay. So a will is a really good solid document. Uh, Trust, 
just gives us a little more control and brings in some other factors. And that's where an attorney can help identify those and show you what each document can or cannot do for you. Now, we, we talked about fiduciary before the break. Uh, a fiduciary is a person who is helping, helping you with finances, stepping into that role. They're responsible to you and or the beneficiary. Um, in a will, the person who is doing that is called a personal representative. In a trust, they're called a trustee. Very, very similar roles. They have different names for a reason, mainly because it helps us attorneys know what we're talking about. Um, but they're the people who we'll talk about after death, who after death are stepping up and selling the house, mm. uh, initiating probate court if it's needed, um, making sure assets get where they need to go. If they're going into a trust for a child to be held until that individual is 25 years old, they're going to set up the trust for that person. They're going to make sure your final taxes get done, uh, get your personal property where it needs to go or auction it off. You know, those types of things are what that personal representative or trustee are stepping up to do. And for the most part, they don't have any authority or control until you pass away or in the case of a trust if you're incapacitated. Mm. I'm not going to go much deeper than that because mm -hmm. we're going to turn this into right. a law course right. if we get much more technical. But that's just kind of defining what those things are. Mm -hmm. um, one other common misconception uh, that happens a lot, people think, well, if I have a will in place, I don't have to go through probate. And that's not true. Right. Uh, what triggers probate in Minnesota is if a person passes away and they owned property, so a house or land, without anything done to make sure it avoids probate, right? And mm -hmm. having a will isn't enough. So if they own property and or if there's assets that add up to more than $75,000 that aren't passing by beneficiary designation or joint ownership. So we'll use this example. Let's say I have a will. It says where I want my assets to go, who's in charge of settling my estate, all of that good stuff. But I, and I have retirement accounts that have beneficiaries. My bank account has 10000 in it. Mm -hmm. I have a used car, and I own a house that I paid off entirely worth $200,000. I die. That house is still going to have to go through probate court. And what probate court is, is it's a specialty court designed to pass assets after someone dies. Now, what's likely going to happen, because I have a will and everything, is it'll be an informal court process, probate court process, where the courts and the judge are making certain my house goes based go, passes based on what my will says. But it's still a court proceeding. There's still fees, and it takes some time. Um, the probate cases I've ha handled have almost always had a will, so mm. I've been probating a will. And um, they usually take, if, if you're moving at a good clip, uh, 10 to 12 months. Really? Yes. And, and part of that is um, the time it takes for things to be administered, mm -hmm. to get the paperwork done, to get it in front of the registrar, to have it reviewed. Uh, it, it can be, it can take a lot of time, which time for a lot of people is also expense. Mm -hmm. Now, when I talk about this, I don't want to give off the impression that probate court's horrible and evil and should be avoided at all, all costs, because in some situations, we like probate court. We want a judge overseeing things. Mm -hmm. 
And in some situations, probate court is just a necessary annoyance. If I'm working with a young couple who just had their first child and they want to have a will to plan what happens for guardianship, uh, maybe it doesn't make sense for them to in- invest in a trust, mm-hmm. but a will is going to be great and probate's just going to be an annoyance we have to we have to deal with. All right. Dan is cueing us out with music here. It's time for a short break. We'll be right back. Their conversation with Rachel Stroman, a estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Stroman Law, LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. And she's here talking about trusts versus wills. If you have a question, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law, LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. She is here today talking about trusts versus wills and the benefits of avoiding probate and the multiple ways legal advice can help determine the most efficient and cost-effective methods. But before we return to our conversation with Rachel, I want to mention the radio show today is brought to you in part by Minnesota Hospice. Minnesota Hospice is an independent, locally-owned medical practice serving our Twin Cities communities with comprehensive end-of-life health care. The team at Minnesota Hospice provides patients and family members with award-winning end-of-life health care services. You may not be aware that hospice brings compassionate medical, social, emotional, and spiritual services to your home with typically no cost to you or your family. Please do not wait to learn how hospice care can benefit you and your loved ones. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, please please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice. They are available to answer your questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their phone number is 952-898-1022. Once again, 952-898-1022. Or visit them online at minnesotahospice.com. All right, let's return to our conversation with Rachel. If you have a question for us, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. Rachel, how can our listeners contact you if they have questions or want more information? Anyone can reach out through our website, shromanlaw.com, that's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N law.com, or call our office at 651-571-2515. All right. And last segment, we were talking about terms and what things call, you know, what things are called, uh, and it can get very complicated. Um, and like you say, the there's definitions for all these terms mm-hmm. to really help help you guys out as attorneys. <laughs> Make sure you're you're understanding what's what's going on here. But I do want to mention 
that you know it can be complicated, and every person's situation is different. Mm-hmm. And a couple things: one is that initial consultations with you are free. Correct. So, so mm-hmm. there's no reason why someone shouldn't set up a time with you to go mm-hmm. through, and you'll do them video or virtual on the phone in person is that we we do them at our office in saint paul or virtually um i'll also mention i'm glad this popped in my mind (laughs) we're now doing uh free quarterly seminars and today is just kind of a taste i mean honestly what we just talked about Mm -hmm. very similar to the the seminar information so uh, melissa miroslavich the other attorney um, at our firm she's doing quarterly seminars that are open to the public they're free, and it's a state planning 101, and that really, it's a full hour of um, really, really great legal advice on this topic. Uh, some are on Zoom, some are in person, so you're welcome to visit our website and register for those. Everything's posted under our events page. I see the next one coming up is January 30th, mm-hmm. and it's from 12 to 1 on Zoom. That's right. Very nice, and it's a state planning 101, which is really what we're trying to talk yeah. about here, um, to get people to be aware just like with advanced directives, as we talked about last time you're on the show, people, for some reason, just avoid doing those things. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, in our business at End of Life Care, the families are so grateful when they have mm-hmm. things in place to know the wishes of the person who is either dying or, yeah. in your case, has passed, it is a gift is one of the mm-hmm. most precious gifts that you can give to your heirs or your family or your loved ones mm-hmm. is lay it out. What do you want to have done? Boy, in fact, in fact, I'll say some of my staff were brought into a, a contested uh, mm. uh, will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we had to go to the Dakota County Court yeah. Yeah. and sit in and listen to this uh, as both sides are arguing yeah. what what this position of this, you know, and it was a significant uh, uh, asset that they were being uh, mm-hmm. contested. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to go on. And, and of course, they need, they needed us just to say, you know, we were taking care of the person and yeah. you know, were they were they cognizant and all these kind of things. Yeah. It, just, it was just not what you wanted to see have happen. I'm sure the person, you know, who has passed was mm-hmm. not wanting that to happen either. I mean, right. they want to have their plan executed or, you know, uh, continued on. So anyway, that's why it's so important to do yeah. that. And, and so mm-hmm. the, the questions we had, one of the questions that came up uh, last time you were here was, well, why do I need an attorney if I can fill out all these forms online and mm-hmm. just do it for $19 or you know, whatever the online cost was, or if it was free? And, and, and we should talk about why it's important to yeah. seek, especially within the state that you live in, Right. <laughs> because these forms don't apply to every state. That well, that's exactly right. And I, I'll, I'll share just what I've seen of mm-hmm. you know the online forms. Um, I, I have had people come into my office with documents they've done online, and they say, "Oh, we did these years ago, but you know, oh, now we have the time and the resources to update." Um, some of them were done under other states' laws. Some weren't filled out correctly. Um, they weren't signed correctly. So basically. You have individuals who for 10, 15, 20 years thought they had a document mm-hmm. in place, but it wouldn't have been recognized at the time they passed in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And another example I give a lot uh, actually speaks to my own experience. So we talked about this a little over the break, Ken. I, was a, I went to law school. I was an elder justice scholar. I focused my studies on estate planning. 
And when I came out of law school and I was a new attorney, you know, everything I drafted was getting reviewed um, by an older attorney, a mentor, because I was learning. And I drafted my first basic will. It was a guy in his 30s, single, no kids. I mean, that's about as straightforward of a will as you can get. And I finished it and I kind of sat back and went, oh, well, geez, that was easy. <laughs> Gave it to my uh, the person overseeing me and thought, those give me a gold plus, star. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it came back with a lot of red on it. And the reason was you don't know what you don't know. And some of the verbiage, it can be so deceivingly easy or simple looking. And with legal documents, it is wild how little, little things can make it unclear and it needs to be clarified or it can mean something you don't mean. And, um, you know, that was a lot as an early attorney. I mean, it made me scared. Yeah, it was an eye opener. And I went, oh, gosh, you don't know what you don't know. And, and that's the importance of, you know, having people overlook your stuff, having colleagues you can um, – talk to, having multiple attorneys in a, in a firm. Uh, but if even, if I just thought, if I, after all that I've gone through as and all the education attorney. as a licensed attorney, <laughs> am still learning and yeah. can make mistakes on these forms, and I thought it was simple, some of these online things are so deceivingly simple looking. And I see really serious mistakes being made. Now, when people choose not to get wills, sometimes it it is cost prohibitive to work with an attorney. Um, these documents can be an investment. What I will say is, one, there's attorneys all over the Twin Cities that charge different rates. Our law firm's middle of the road, maybe middle lower, but we're not the cheapest law firm and we're absolutely not the most expensive. So call around. Ask what law firms charge. If they won't tell you on an initial phone call mm -hmm. what they generally charge, I found that can be a little bit of a... Mm -hmm sign. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you call the next place. Right. Um, there's also legal clinics. Um, there's free resources. There's cancer legal care for people who are you know, going through cancer. So there can be resources to get help and support. You may just have to do a little legwork to find them. Mm -hmm. uh, and pe people are always welcome to call our firm too, and we can help point them in the right direction as well. Mm -hmm. One of the questions that has come up uh, with the listeners is, is it on an hourly basis or is it on a form basis or how, mm. how, how, because they, they've never done this before. Yeah. So they just have no idea. I mean, they're used to, you know, having an auto mechanic fix their brakes and it's yeah. you know, $200 for the brakes or whatever yep, it yep. is. How does, how does it typically work in the law field with mm -hmm. estate planning? Depends on the attorney. Mm. Um, some firms will do hourly. Uh, some do flat fee. At our firm, for most of the part, we do flat fee. Uh, what I've found is it allows for more conversation. It, uh, it Clients are more likely to ask questions, set up a meeting to walk through the documents, really make sure they understand them if they're not getting charged for every six minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, right. they're taking up an attorney's time. Um, but sometimes if we have really, really, really complicated, we might still do an hourly. Uh, but you can find either or and, and different people for different reasons are comfortable with one or the other. Mm -hmm. So there's options out there. Right. Um, one of the questions that we had was, what's the difference of a tax attorney versus an elder law attorney mm -hmm. when it comes to the estate planning side? How, how, do those, how are they different and how do they work together? Well, so like estate planning, 
so I don't, I'm not a tax attorney. I don't right. do legal tax work. As an estate planning attorney and an elder law attorney, I'm aware of tax implications. Mm-hmm. I can plan for estate tax. I can advise around what might come up or what questions should be asked. Uh, but I work with people's accountants or CPAs pretty closely. So if I'm advising around, oh, there might be, a, you know, this is the estate tax in Minnesota. This might be subject to estate tax. Uh, I'm not necessarily the professional that's going to do the math and give it to right. you. Um, there are attorneys who are also CPAs. There's attorneys who are also CFPs. Mm, uh, so sure. they specialize in tax or yeah. investments. And there's attorneys that do estate planning and tax law. Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, I grew up in kind of rural Iowa. Um, the nice thing about the Twin Cities is, man, you have a lot at your fingertips. <laughs> so does every estate need an estate planner that also does tax law? Absolutely not, mm-hmm. uh, because tax isn't always a consideration that's coming up. So, um, you know, I have, uh, well, I don't have an estate planning attorney. I am one, but <laughs> I have a business attorney. Mm-hmm. I also have an accountant and a CPA, mm-hmm. and I also have a financial planner. I like having a team of professionals who are very, very focused on one thing. Yeah. And sometimes they talk to each other without me. Right. And they each bring their expertise and their lens. Okay. And I do that a lot with clients. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have a, a network of people that you yeah. can refer if people don't have one of those. Yes. You can refer them Absolutely. to these people. And, then, and, mm-hmm. and, and these folks work closely with you. They know you. Yep. You know, and so, so it's nice to have that, that uh, collaboration yeah. with these things. Because sometimes, like you say, people have different reasons. You know, some, some mm-hmm. want the privacy issues to not not have things go public in a probate yep, environment, yep. And, and that's a whole other topic. Um, and also, you know, there are, there are important uh, considerations for estate planning so that mistakes aren't made where it causes, you know, a big tax bill mm-hmm. uh, at, at death and uh, that negatively infa- impacts the heirs potentially. So right. it's really important to, to have somebody who specializes in that. All right, boy, that was a fast segment here. We're at the end of the third segment. It's time for a short break, folks. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Rachel Schroman, an estate planning and elder law attorney and just a great person. And she's also the owner of Schroman Law, LLC, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. And she is here today to talk about trusts versus wills, and it's really trusts and wills, and the benefits of avoiding probate and the multiple ways legal advice can help determine the most efficient and cost-effective methods. If you have a question for us, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Welcome back. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Rachel Schroman. 
an estate planning and elder law attorney and owner of Schroman Law LLC located in St. Paul, Minnesota. She is here today to talk about trusts and wills and trusts versus wills and the benefits of avoiding probate and the multiple ways legal advice can help determine the most efficient and cost-effective methods to really get your wishes the way you want them to be at your passing. If you have a question for us, this is the last segment, folks. Please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. Rachel, how can our listeners contact you if they have questions or want more information? Our office can be contacted through our website, stromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-Law.com or by calling us directly at 651-571-2515. All right, and I just want to make sure and highlight the fact that you guys are really big about getting information to the community. You're, you're big community supporters. You're a big advocate of hospice, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, but you, you do have a webinar coming up here on January 30th from noon to one. It's a, a Zoom webinar, mm-hmm. and so people seem to just log into your website, go mm-hmm. to events, and hit that register, uh, for the January webinar, and uh, and they're ready to go. You also have uh, February, March. You got all kinds of great, great uh, resources and information here mm-hmm. throughout the the year. Yeah. Um, and so just do that. Once they register, they'll get sent a link. Then is that how that works? Yep. They'll get the... sent the sent the information for the Zoom. They'll get a reminder. All of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And you got uh, you got blog posts on there. Um, I love the fact that your blog posts really come about from you know real situations you yeah. you 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 know you, you learn something or experience something with uh, a client and you go oh mm-hmm. that's information that may be helpful to some other person and it's amazing I like this show yeah. it's amazing the things that people take away from the shows that mm-hmm. you may not think would be that important but they but it's important for them for their mm-hmm. situation and mm-hmm. that's why today was such a a fun show I was looking forward to because um, I we myself and my, my colleagues all deal with end of life. And mm-hmm. it's amazing how much our social work team gets involved with helping people with advanced directives and DNRs and DNIs and all mm-hmm. the things that should have been taken care of maybe before this, but you know, now's the time to do it because yeah. time's of the essence. Yep. And so we, we jump into that. So, um, uh, so anyway, let's, let's, we have just a few minutes here. Um, I, I want to continue to talk about some of these important issues with trusts. Uh, there's several types of trusts. So mm-hmm. we, were, we were just talking in general, wills versus trusts. Yes. But, but there are special situations that require a special type of trust too. Correct. I know one of, one of my colleagues has a special needs child. Mm-hmm. And so they've set, created a trust yes. just to help make sure that the needs of that person are taken care of. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to talk about just the different types of trust? So, yeah. so, so people don't know, okay, trust is a trust. Well, it depends yeah. on the type of trust. Yes, yes. So most of the trusts we do, and when you hear someone say, I have a trust, mm-hmm. a lot of times they're likely referring to what's called a revocable trust. Revocable meaning you can change it at any time. Mm-hmm. So I have a trust in place. My house is in my trust. And I'm the trustee while I'm alive. I have control to put assets in it, change the terms, sell my house still. I have complete control while I'm alive and can make my own decisions. So that when you hear someone say, well, I have a trust, we did a trust, that's probably what they're talking about. When it comes to situations where there's someone being planned for that has special needs, um, there's a couple types of trusts uh, in Minnesota. One's called a supplemental needs trust. 
that is usually being set up because someone wants to put money in it for the benefit of a person with special needs or leave money to them, you know, for their to provide for their care. In Minnesota, when we have what's called a special needs trust, that's actually usually created to take money of the special needs person themselves. So an example would be someone passes away, they haven't set up any sort of planning, the individual who's receiving benefits because of their um, disability Mm -hmm. receives an inheritance, a band-aid is to put it in a special needs trust, but if that person dies, the money in the special needs trust can be used to repay the government for the benefits. That doesn't happen when a supplemental needs trust is set up ahead of time. And then there's cabin trusts. Those are pretty popular in Minnesota. Um, If you want to really have a plan in place as to how the cabin's going to pass to the family, how it can be used, etc. Cabin trusts can be a great tool for that. Then there's irrevocable trusts. A lot of times those are used for tax purposes, maybe for long-term care planning purposes. those are, you really, really want a lot of legal advice and hand-holding using those because they're irrevocable. irrevocable. So those are a big deal. <laughs> it's a one-way um, to, door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's charitable trusts, um, all sorts of different types of charitable trusts. Uh, usually those are coming up to meet philanthropic intent or, again, with tax planning uh there's even more than that, but we're going to get real <laughs> yeah, specialized no. if we go any further. But that's good, though, because when people ask me questions about trusts, they weren't aware that there's many different kinds. That's why, again, mm-hmm. doing things online, it can be confusing to know, am mm-hmm. I, am I, oh, God, am I yeah. really working with the right form? Yep. Again, we got to make sure. That's why I, I, I tell people, do the form, but then call Rachel. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. That way, at least, at least they already have a working knowledge of yeah, some yeah. of the questions that yes. they're going to need to ask. But yep. it's important to have somebody who is looking out for you in the state that you are in. Um, I also want to mention that uh, your initial consultations are free. I want to make sure yes. people really are clear about that. Don't be shy. This is a time to just ask those questions. Mm-hmm. You know, share share what their concerns are. Ask how much it's going to cost. I mean, get mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. out there, and that way you can give them a good heads up as to where you kind of think things are going to be. Yeah. And, um, and again, I just think it keeps them from getting off track. I think sometimes people get off track on a an area, and they kind of get fixated on it, and they don't realize mm-hmm. they're actually in the wrong sandbox. They've got to move yeah. over to the right one, and, um, and it's just so important. One of the questions I got, we've got, gosh, only a minute left here. But what someone said, well, can I disinherit or can I exclude people in my family mm-hmm. from my will or from a trust? Yeah. And pretty common. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every family that comes in, they, they have a lot of shame and they're embarrassed. And I say, you are far from the first person yeah. to have human dynamic <laughs> in your right. family. Drama. Yeah. yeah. And you're far from the last. Um I will say, unfortunately, it comes up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when done correctly, it can be effective. And there's a there's a lot of different ways to do that planning tactfully and, and so on. And, and we provide support yeah. in, in doing that. Well, you've got a great support team. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got I mean, people that help support emotionally and yep. help you know, yeah. with all kinds of things. I think yeah. that's why people should – I would encourage them, don't think your situation is too different or too unusual or mm-hmm. too embarrassing – just sit down with you, you yeah. and, and your your team, and because again, you've seen it all. 
Yeah. You know, so, Shoot, I've been through it all. <laughs> you, no, listen, <laughs> we have all been through it all. Yeah, yeah that's true. No, so, yeah. I mean, this is the most empathetic person you're ever going to meet. So, um, again, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, me. we're nearing the end of the show, folks. I want to thank Rachel Schroman, the estate planning and elder law attorney for the show and owner of Schroman Law LLC located in St. Paul, Minnesota, for being here today. And it was great conversation. Um, how do we get a hold of you, Rachel, for more questions? You can visit our website, shromanlaw.com, or call us at 651-571-2515. All right. We enjoyed you listening to the show today, folks. Call us or text us at 612-999-3426. Join us again next Saturday at noon for another broadcast. And thank you for listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life. Until next time, please choose to live well.